dear chief, much has happened since we last spoke. Welcome to Dear Chief Podcast, where your hosts and their guests share the 411 of being married to the people who respond to 911s. Take a peek into fire family life and get unabashed advice on how to prevent forest fires in your marriage. Now, here's your hosts, two seasoned firewives, Audra and Chelsea. Hey all, welcome back to Dear Chiefs. I'm Audra. And this is Chelsea. The last few episodes we have talked about how best to communicate with and support our first responders in their times of need, both at at home and at work. Today we are here with Destiny Morris and we're going to be talking about how to care for ourselves and how self-care relates to loneliness and disappointment when our responders are away from home. Destiny is a 27-year-old, lives with her firefighter boyfriend and their golden doodle, Honey. She is a full-time grad student and works as a therapist in a psychiatric hospital in Ventura, California. Destiny's boyfriend is a member of a hand crew and a municipal department in the Tri-County area. Their schedules can be very unpredictable. She struggled with the ever-changing schedules and unknowns of his job during the beginning of their relationship. Her support page on Instagram, at onbeingresilient, was born from her own frustrations and belief that resiliency can be taught and is something that each of us grows in as we learn more about ourselves and our responders. So, hey, Destiny, thanks so much for joining us today. Let's dive right in, okay? Tell me about yourself and your responder. Sure. So, um, I, like you said, Chelsea, I'm 27 years old. Um, I'm a graduate student and I work at a psychiatric hospital's therapist. Um, And then my man is on a hand crew, so our schedule is erratic and crazy. Um, And we live together, so even though we're not married, I feel like I have a lot of that same um, scheduling that a fire wife would have because my life is very much so intertwined with his schedule. Um, Yeah, and it was really a big struggle for me when we first started dating. And um, resiliency is a word that really, um, it got me through a lot because it felt, um, it felt like I was able to really take the hard times and put them towards something good. Like I was building on something. Um, And so that's something that like Chelsea had said that my Instagram page has really um, come from. It's this place of, it's okay if you're if you're not okay with it in the beginning, it's okay if it's hard for you in the beginning because resiliency is something that can be built up over time. So. I love that. Um, So tell us what is your best advice on how to take care of ourselves while our responders are away from home? Hmm. That's a good one. So everyone's different. Um, self-care is such a funny thing because I feel like as women, when we hear the word self-care, we're like, all right, face masks, like do our nails, bubble bath candles, especially if you have children. It's like, no one disturb me. This is self-care time. I'm going to have mine. <laughs> it's just not realistic. I feel like nope. the expectations of like, and you know, you think of all the money you have to spend for this, you know, so-called self-care. And I think so many people don't do it because it's a hassle. It's like, yeah, no. Or that, you know, that doesn't, um, doesn't sound like something relaxing to to most people, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. so self-care really can be something as easy as I really want to get a workout in this week. 
um, or, you know, I really want to take time to read a book or go for a walk outside or do the laundry that's been piling up. Self-care can be things that you need to get done. It's basically just taking the time for yourself to get things done. And I think um, one of the leading causes of divorce in at least California is that um, couples are so enmeshed with their lives that they don't have interests outside of their relationship. So that's a really, really big part of self-care is taking the time to have interests for yourself. And as um, living in the firefighter life, it's easy and hard in that sense. You learn really quick um, if you're enmeshed with your spouse or your partner, because when they leave, you're like, what the heck am I going to do with myself? <laughs> yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Um, so what happens when we don't take care of ourselves? <laughs> it all falls apart. <laughs> Unfortunately, especially if you have children and, you know, other responsibilities. Um, I feel like I have the luxury right now. I know we want to have children one day, but I don't have children. So I have a lot of time on my hands, but um, you know, when things are pulling at us in different directions and we don't take the time for ourselves, man, we could become irritable. Um, one of the biggest things is holding resentment for our partners. So you guys have talked about it in past episodes that I've listened to where you're like, well, I'm stuck at home waiting for you and scheduling my life around you. And you're, you know, doing your like camping trip. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so easy to build that resentment if you're not taking time for yourself. So something that I do personally is whenever my guy leaves and he leaves often, I think he's been home like twice this month. It's, it's really, um, it's been a busy fire season. I know for everyone Um, is I like to think of that as time for myself. So for me, it's um, time to keep the house clean and Time for me to, um, you know, get all my studying done and pick up extra shifts at work if I want to. Um, Time for me to go to the beach and spend time with my family and his family. So I like to think of it as like a sacred time for myself. So I'm not sitting here waiting. I think when we first started dating, I wrote about it in one of my posts um, on my page is he had gotten called to a fire at three in the morning. And it was the first fire that he'd been called to in the beginning of us dating in the beginning of fire season. And I got up at 3am and had this severe anxiety. And all day long, I sat around waiting for him to come home because I didn't know what to expect. And I didn't know what to do with myself. I couldn't focus on my things that I needed to do for school. I kind of was just passing time. And I felt like I was so almost obsessed with him coming home that I couldn't do anything for myself. And in that moment is when I realized like something's got to change because this feels so unhealthy. Yeah, that's interesting because I think I'm pretty sure most fire spouses can say and girlfriends and boyfriends can say, I think we've all probably had that feeling where you're like, hey, they're gone. What do I do? What do I do? Am I supposed to freeze time until they get back or do I continue on with my life? until they re-enter, you know, back into whatever your normal family life is. So I think it's a big one. It's hard to, especially for the, for you, I think it's awesome that you've um, already kind of come to that realization because I think for others, I know for me, it took a long time for me to feel comfortable um, doing things without my husband when he was gone, because you feel like, 
you're taking away from his like identity kind of when they're not present and it's 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 a challenge to kind of realize well wait a minute like time has to go we have to continue moving forward we can't just freeze until they come back that's not realistic at all um so tell me this one do you think loneliness is a byproduct of lack of self-care absolutely i like to call it the lonely monster It'll eat you up if you let it. <laughs> um, I've definitely been eaten up by a lonely monster before. <laughs> because, you know, we sit around waiting for our partners to come home. And, um, and then you start to feel that loneliness and that lack of them being there. Um, and I think the biggest one, too, for me is when he's home for a couple days, I get really used to it. And then when he leaves then that loneliness creeps in because it's like, wait a second, I just got used to you being home and running errands together and doing, you know, our things that we enjoy doing together. And now you're gone. So I'm readjusting to life on my own. And I'm sure as mamas, it's very similar. Um, But there's such a difference between being lonely and being alone. So being alone is a fact. Um, We are alone (laughs) most of the time, unless, you know, you're with your dog or with your kids or your family, but our spouses, our partners, they're gone. We are alone. That's a fact. Lonely is an emotional state of mind. So lonely is something that we could feel in a group of people. Um, Lonely is something that we can feel when our spouses are home. And I think for me, at least personally, I know there's been nights where my, my guy comes home and I feel lonely because I know he's leaving again. So I'm like, I miss you already, but you're, you're still here. You're in front of me. Um, and I get caught up in that. So one of the biggest things is deciding like, okay, I'm alone. Yes. But am I going to feel lonely and also honoring that space? Because as you know, fire spouses and, um, you know, living with first responders, you, you are alone. That's a fact a lot of the times. Um, and we do feel lonely and we do get lonely, but it honestly, it comes from a place of comparison and a, pa- a place of um, what we feel like we should have had. So for instance, we feel like, oh, well, when I got married or when I moved in with my boyfriend, I signed up to have him home at the dinner table. Like, or maybe for me, when we got in our relationship, he was already working as a firefighter. So I didn't have that transition, but for some, you know, individuals, their, their spouse, they weren't, you know, already in that field. So they are like, oh, well, you used to be home all the time. Or I'm looking at Instagram and I see wives with their husbands home and they're doing cute things with their family. That is where loneliness is bred from this, this breeding ground of comparison. And it should have been this way. Um, And then from there, we have a choice. We can either reject or accept that we can accept this is our lifestyle. Like I chose this, I married into this, or I'm, I'm living with this. And um, I love my, um, my spouse or significant other and I can accept this or we can reject this and that just, I mean, causes so many problems. So yeah, self-care is tied into all of that so deeply, whether or not you are able to um, make time for yourself and make yourself a priority when your um, significant other does leave. Okay. So tell me how you can make yourself a priority. That's important. I don't think everybody knows it. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I did a poll on my Instagram story. Like, how, how's your self-care going this week? And it was like, 
doing great or like needs work. I think that I had more people saying needs work than doing great. So that's a good question. It seems like a well, duh, but no, it, a lot of people, I think get stuck on it. Well, time is definitely um, a factor here. Um, making the time for yourself, making yourself a priority and being able to say like, um, say no to things, you know, that you are being asked to do or, um, your time is being eaten up by other things. So taking the time for yourself is important. I like lists. I'm a list person. Um, and what makes me feel really um, productive with my time and setting time aside is making a list of the things that I wanted to get done that day. And I'll include my self-care on that list. So I'll schedule it in. That's important to do. Um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is time. And then choosing. What does self-care look like to you? Like I said, it doesn't have to be painting your nails in bubble baths and face masks. It could be, well, I really want to get outside and go for a walk, you know, today. This is really healthy for me. Or, um, you know, quarantine is interesting. I feel like we're all picking up new hobbies and, like, different activities that we like to do. So that's also an option of, like, well, I want to start, you know, reading books before bed. Or um, I want to start sewing picking up a, an interest for yourself outside of your relationship. And it also brings that really um, interesting dynamic to conversation. When your partner does come home from the line, you can share things outside of that. Like, oh, well, I've been working on this. And it, it creates that interest, um, which keeps, you know, our conversations interesting. And it, went, it makes your partner want to know more about what you've been doing when you're gone. So, yeah, that's definitely, I think, the, the top thing. I love that. Um, okay, give us your top three tips on how to best communicate our needs to our first responders. That's a good one, too. I'm pretty passionate <laughs> about that one. Um, yeah, because I feel like sometimes it's easy to not. We can tiptoe around it sometimes. Like, oh, I have needs, but their jobs are so important. I don't want to step on their toes. Um, so <laughs> I'm pretty straightforward a person, so it comes easier for me than I'm maybe other people. But um, I think it's important to sit down when your husband or your partner is been home for a little bit. You know, they have the space to be able to take it in because right when they come in through the door, you know, or on the phone when they're on a fire is not the time to express your needs. You're going to feel unheard. They're not going to have the emotional response that you want and they're not going to have the place to be able to take in that, you know, in a good, in a good spot. It's just, they're just not ready for that. So I usually mm -hmm. wait. Um, and if I have a need, I'll sit down, you know, we'll be relaxed and he'll be home for a little bit and I'll express my needs. Like, um, I'm feeling really insecure lately because I don't hear as much from you on the fire, whatever our issue is. And I'll tell him, you know, this comes from a place of this, um, or in a past relationship, I felt really rejected. And when you do this, it triggers that for me and I feel insecure. So that would be, the biggest tip that I would have is number one, pick a time that you're both relaxed and you're in a space where you can both respect each other and receive. Number two is to bring it up and maybe have a little bit of a background so your partner can understand where it's coming from. Because I think a lot of times if we just say, well, I'm feeling insecure because you're not talking to me enough, then they're defensive. Like, well, I'm working. Like, what do you expect? Um, it's, it's almost better when you're saying like, well, it comes from this and this is how it makes me feel. Um, and then, you know, obviously your partner loves you, so they won't want to be in a place that makes you feel, you know, alone or um, frustrated. They will want to do what they can to help. Um, I'm trying to think of a third tip. I feel like that was like a lot. In 
Um, I yeah, feel like you got three in there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I talk a lot. <laughs> um, I want to talk about you a little, a little bit really quick. Tell me why you started your Instagram page for small. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I felt like the beginning of our relationship was a bit rocky. I remember crying on his family when he left for his first fire, not knowing what to expect. And I tried Googling different resources because I felt like I needed the support, but I wasn't getting it because, you know, as as loving and supportive as our our friends and family are, if they're not in these relationships, they don't have, it's just not, it's not the same. So when I Googled, I kind of didn't really find a lot of support that was relatable, especially because I'm not married. Um, And so I wanted to start a community that was encouraging, but also from a psychological perspective too bringing in like attachment styles and um, things that were relatable and could be applied to um, help other relationships that are struggling. Yeah, I think um, your Instagram is one that I probably look at every day because I like what you have to say. And I I like that you keep it pretty real um, because that's I mean, that's one of the reasons why Chelsea and I started this podcast was because um, we felt the same. There's not a lot of resources out there for families, spouses, significant others. Um, And now I think it's so important for us to understand, you know, the fire family, the first responder families um, struggle and the need for support. Um, not only just in the service, but also the families. It's it's a it's a big necessity that was missing. So um, I love what you've been putting out there. I can't wait to read more and just kind of watch and see how how it goes. It's so great. Um, and now Chelsea's turn to put you on the hot seat. Woo! <laughs> Okay, <laughs> Are you ready for the hot seat? Oh, I'm ready. Seatbelt on. <laughs> okay, so for those of you just tuning in today, at the end of every episode, we ask a series of rapid fire questions that our guests answer as quickly as possible. So not a lot of thought goes into it. It's just your knee jerk reaction to the question. Okay, ready? Here we go. Question number one, what's your favorite meal? Mexican food, tacos, hands down. That's my favorite too. <laughs> What's the last book you read? Uh, <laughs> school book. Uh, I think I read one about neuroscience in the brain. <laughs> Ooh, intriguing. I love that. <laughs> what does integrity mean to you? Integrity. Uh, being honest and being a person of your word. I think. What do you see? What TV series are you binging while your first responder is on shift? Um, I've been on Orange is the New Black for a really long time because there's so many seasons and it's total trash, but I can't stop. You guys, I've never That's seen awesome. it. I'm not I haven't watched any episode. Like- All right, I might have to add yep. it to the list. What is one thing that you would tell your younger self? Oh gosh, you stumped me, Chelsea. Um, 
I'm on, I'm just stuck on the resiliency thing. That resiliency is something that can be um, built upon. You're not ever stuck in your place. You can always be building on your character and who you are. Yeah. I love that. What is your greatest weakness? And tacos. <laughs> <laughs> what? <Same>. Mine too, again. <laughs> Hands down. Okay. Taco Tuesday, everybody. <laughs> oh my goodness. What is one thing you do for yourself every single day? Um, well, I exercise. That makes me feel really good about myself. Get some fresh air. What do you do when you can't sleep at night? Um, sleep's a hard one. I think that that was a struggle for a while. Um, I created a nighttime routine. So I like to read before bed. That kind of helps not stimulate my brain. I take a hot shower that helps relax my body. Um, and I use like, um, a certain smell. So I have like lavender lotion. And actually if you use scents to train your brain, um, to like wind down, you use that scent every single night at the same time then whenever you smell it, you start to relax your, your body. So those are some things that I do when I'm having a hard time sleeping. And we have actually one of our episodes coming up. We have an essential oils expert coming on to talk about that very thing. So it's going to be, I'm glad that you said that. It's going to be really good. Um, yeah. What do you, uh, what is one thing you do to reconnect with your, oh my gosh, I'm like totally stumbling (laughs) over words today. today. (laughs) okay let's try this again what is one thing you do to reconnect with your significant other after a shift um we just like to relax together I think we both hustle really hard when he's gone and then when he comes home we like to get in jammies and like watch a movie um and we kind of just chat and catch up and relax what's the weirdest thing you've cooked for dinner on a shift night (laughs) I'm the worst. Okay. I have an addiction. This is awful. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. It's like the birds. I think it's bird's eye brand. It's in the frozen section and it's, um, like veggie pasta and you stick it in the microwave for, th- for three minutes and it's not even good, but I can't stop. Like it's like, <laughs> not even good. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that three minute okay. meal, you just need it. Right. I'm so lazy when he's gone. I don't even know if that's a weird thing. I'm just lazy. I like don't feel like cooking for myself. No, I totally get it. And we have kids. So you have kids. yeah, I don't yeah. even have kids. So I'm like, all right, veggie pasta it is. <laughs> like throw that frozen pizza in the oven and let's go. <laughs> that's yep. my whole mm-hmm. my whole dinner plan. Cereal <laughs> okay, is the one, now. Last one. Last one. What is one thing you are grateful for? Just one? Dang. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, obviously, I'm grateful for having a supportive um, partner that understands me and has patience to listen to me and, um, and build our relationship and work through like bumps together. That's a really big blessing because I know not everyone has a partner that is patient. <laughs> so I'm really blessed for that. And for you guys and your podcast and just the new resources. Now, I'm excited about it. You're so sweet. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's a good feeling for us today. Oh, you guys. Are um, oh, thanks. Oh, <laughs> love that. 
Well, we want to thank you for being our guest today. Um, you guys, if you want to find out more on Destiny, you can follow her Instagram at on underscore being underscore resilient. Um, and do you have a Facebook? I do not. <laughs> do you have um, a website or anything? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just just Instagram. That's that's how we roll too. Okay. Um, if you guys enjoyed the show today and you want to keep hearing more, please consider leaving us a review. And we're on Spotify, iTunes, Buzzsprout. Um, you can listen to us anywhere, and you can follow us on Instagram as well. And we have a website too. Um, click on our link in our bio, and it brings up a whole bunch of goodies. Um, this is Audra and Chelsea over and out. Thanks so much for tuning in. Tune in weekly for the 25,000 foot view of loving a first responder. Audra and Chelsea over and out. <laughs>